0: Hello, welcome to the new Dalham History podcast. Along the way, there'll always be games and jokes, but mainly this is serious history. Well, as serious as me and Gribbin get.
1: Welcome to the new Dalham History podcast. A little bit different this week. We're talking about why you should pick history, what's on the course, and maybe why other people picked history to give you a little bit of an idea. We start off in Year 9 with a crime and punishment, so a overview of like a thousand years. Uh, Here's how to explain it in a little bit more detail.
0: Year 9 kicks off with the Paper 1 topic, Crime and Punishment in Britain, between around 1000 and the present day. What we're looking to do is give students an understanding of the development of crime and punishment in Britain from the Anglo-Saxon period right through to the 21st century. We look at the nature and process of change, looking at trends and turning points and the influence of factors that inhibit or encourage change within those periods and across the themes. Things like attitudes in society, individuals and institutions, and science and technology really help us get through some interesting topics. Um, Students have to synthesize some of the developments of particular times and exemplify their learnings. We start off looking at the changing definitions of crime as a result of the Norman Conquest. We look at things like tithings and the hue and cry and the use of parish constables. We'll examine things like the Saxon Ware Guild and the use of fines and see the influence of the church on crime and punishment in the early 13th century, certainly the significance of sanctuary and benefit of clergy and the use of trial by ordeal. Later on, we examine the development of crimes against the person, property and authority, looking at things like heresy and treason. We look at new definitions of crime in the 16th century, things such as vagabondage and witchcraft, and look at the introduction of things such as town watchmen. A big focus is the bloody code, and also things such as the gunpowder plotters of 1605, and Matthew Hopkins and the witch hunts of 1645 to 47. The um, next time period between around 1700 and 1900, Caesars look at things like the ending of witchcraft, the treatment of the Talpud and Martyrs, and the development of things like the highway robbery, poaching, and smuggling. We look at the development of police forces and the beginning of CID, building on people such as the Fielding Brothers. We look at the uh, use and ending of transportation. We look at public executions and the end of the bloody code. We see prison reform, looking at the influence of John Howard and Elizabeth Fry, and we look at case studies including Pentonville Prison and Robert Peel, examining the separate system and its strengths and weaknesses. We also look at Robert Peel's contribution to penal reform and the development of the Metropolitan Police. In the modern period, it's things such as Neighbourhood Watch, the specialisation of the police force and the use of science and technology, and a move towards prevention of crime. We see the abolition of the death penalty, changes to prison, and also the development of open prisons and treatment for young offenders. Also, the development of non-custodial alternatives to prison. We examine conscientious objectors in the First and Second World Wars and specifically the Derrick Bentley case. We look at its significance in the abolition of the death penalty. Students are always really excited about the historic environment that we study in Year 9, looking at Whitechapel in around 1870 to 1900. We look at the local context of the area, we look at the lack of employment opportunities and the level of poverty and we look at the links between the environment and crime. Whitechapel is an inner-city area of poverty, discontent, and crime in the later 19th century. The prevalence of lodging houses and pubs leads to tensions between immigrants uh, from Ireland and Eastern Europe and the people who don't really have ties to the community. We also examine the growth and organisation of policing in Whitechapel, looking at the work of H Division and some of the difficulties they encounter in policing this slum area. There's also the development of investigation uh, work in policing in Whitechapel. We look at some of the tools of detective work, things like sketches and photographs and interviews. We see the cooperation between the Metropolitan Police and the City of London Police, and also Scotland Yard, mainly dealing with the crimes of Jack the Ripper and some of the problems caused by the media. We look at the national and regional context of the Metropolitan Police and the quality of police recruits, looking at the work of people like the Home Secretary and also Sir Charles Warren. Um, A lot of it comes down to knowledge of sources for the period uh, and the issue of crime records and Old Bailey records. We look at framing questions for the pursuit of specific inquiries and we talk about the selection of appropriate sources for specific investigations.
1: Okay, next is paper two which is the Cold War topic. So, uh, Haworth, have you got any more details on that?
0: On paper two, we look at superpower relations and the Cold War between 1941 and 1991. There's three key topics that we're looking at. We look at the origins of the Cold War, the tensions between East and West, the way the Cold War develops and how it intensifies. Then. In Key Topic 2, we examine some of the crises between 1958 and 1970, especially looking at things like the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Hungarian Uprising and the Prague Spring. Finally, we look at the end of the Cold War. We look at detente and the attempts to reduce tension. We look at some of the final flashpoints and then the collapse of the Soviet control in Eastern Europe. Three questions to answer. Everything based on knowledge.
1: The other half of paper two is Anglo-Saxons and Normans because, oh no, you have to study some British history. Howarth, have you got some slightly less cringe details about the Anglo-Saxons and Normans?
0: So we thought we should really explain why we decided to pick GCSE history back in the distant depths of the past. So, Griffith, why did you pick to do GCSE history?
1: Well, I had to really, really think back to, you know, 1972 when I picked (laughs) GCSE history uh, to remember why I picked history. Uh, I think one of the reasons is that I just liked the subject. I enjoyed it. I thought if I'm going to have to work at this for two years you guys have got three Um, I may as well pick something that I'm interested in and I quite enjoy because it'll make it easier
0: definitely that was part of my reason too Um, I'd enjoyed year seven and eight the teachers Mr Riley and Mr Parsons were pretty inspirational and I thought yeah I could do that for another two years again you guys are going to be picking it for three so well worth making sure that you're picking an option where you don't mind doing the classwork you don't mind doing the homework and also what it can lead on to I mean you didn't go straight into teaching history can open doors can't it
1: Yeah, I originally trained as an archivist. Does anyone know know what that is? Probably not. Um, Miss Smith. Yeah, Miss (laughs) Smith. So I wanted to go into uh, looking after old uh, documents, books, things like that, um, and sort of recording the history of things. I did want to be a museum curator, um, but that was a separate course I didn't quite get to do.
0: I did GCSE history, then I did classics at A-level before I went on to be an archaeologist, which I did Mm -hmm. for 18 months. That was very exciting. And I couldn't have done that without having studied history lower down through my education. Certainly when it came to to looking at things in the past, having that overview uh, of a thousand years would be really good for your GCSE. I wish I'd studied this GCSE rather than the one I did.
1: Yeah, the topics at this one are way, way more interesting than the ones I did
0: I also think the exams are better structured as well. I feel like we can really help the students with what to expect and how to tackle the questions.
1: Yeah, there's quite a lot of different questions, but then they do tend to repeat themselves on all the different papers, so you get lots of opportunity to practice the sort of technique and structure of things as well.
0: Yeah. Paper 2 also sees us looking at the Anglo-Saxon and Norman England period between 1060 and 1088. Again... Three key topics. We look at Anglo Saxon England and the Norman conquest, looking at Anglo Saxon society, the last years of Edward the Confessor and the succession crisis. We look at some of the rival claimants for the throne and then the Norman invasion. Key topic two sees William in power and him securing the kingdom. The way that William of Normandy becomes William the Conqueror and establishes control and deals with some of the Anglo Saxon resistance. Finally, we look at the legacy of the resistance up to 1087 and Particularly we look at the Revolt of the Earls in 1075. The final key topic there is Norman England itself, we look at the feudal system and the church, Norman government. We look at the Norman aristocracy and finally finish off that topic looking at William I and his sons and the succession crisis that follows. Three questions to answer, everything ranging from a short details question right the way up to a How Far 16 marker. So we thought we should really explain why we decided to pick GCSE history back in the distant depths of the past. So, Griffith, why did you pick to do GCSE history?
1: Well, I had to really, really think back to, you know, 1972 when I picked (laughs) GCSE history uh, to remember why I picked history. Uh, I think one of the reasons is that I just liked the subject. I enjoyed it. I thought if I'm going to have to work at this for two years you guys have got three um, I may as well pick something that I'm interested in and I quite enjoy because it'll make it easier
0: definitely that was part of my reason too um, I'd enjoyed year seven and eight the teachers Mr Riley and Mr Parsons were pretty inspirational and I thought yeah I could do that for another two years again you guys are going to be picking it for three so well worth making sure that you're picking an option where you don't mind doing the classwork you don't mind doing the homework and also what it can lead on to I mean you didn't go straight into teaching history can't open doors can't it
1: yeah, I originally trained as an archivist. Ooh. Does anyone know who, not, know what that is? Probably not. Um, Miss Fifth. <laughs> yeah, Miss Um So I wanted to go into uh, looking after old uh, documents, books, things like that, um, and sort of recording the history of things. I did want to be a museum cura- curator, um, but that was a separate course I didn't quite get to do.
0: No. Yeah. I did GCSE history, then I did classics at A-level before I went on to be an archaeologist, which I did Mm -hmm. for 18 months. That was very exciting. And I couldn't have done that without having studied history lower down through my education. Certainly when it came to to looking at things in the past, having that overview uh, of a thousand years would be really good for your GCSE. I wish I'd studied this GCSE rather than the one I did.
1: Yeah, the topics at this one are way, way more interesting than the ones I
0: did I also think the exams are better structured as well. I feel like we can really help the students with what to expect and how to tackle the questions.
1: Yeah, there's quite a lot of different questions, but then they do tend to repeat themselves on all the different papers, so you get lots of opportunity to practice the sort of technique and structure of things as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Lastly, we've got paper three, Weimar and Nazi Germany. Hal's going to give you some cringingly embarrassing information about paper three, so sorry you have to listen to this bit, but he had fun.
0: I did, I really did. Paper 3 sees us looking at the Weimar and Nazi Germany option between 1918 and 1939. We look at the Weimar Republic, its origins and early challenges up to the year 1923. We then examine the recovery of the Republic and look at some of the changes in society. The second part of the topic involves looking at Hitler's rise to power, again starting in 1919, taking us through to him becoming Chancellor in 1933. It's the early development of the Nazi Party, the Munich Putsch, and the lean years that led to, and then the growth in support for the Nazis between 1929 and 1932. We then examine Nazi control and their dictatorship. We look at how it was created in 1933 and 1934. We examine the police state, examine how the party controls and influences people's attitudes and finish off by looking at opposition, resistance and how people conformed. The final part of the uh, exam paper is life in Nazi Germany, examining Nazi policies towards women, the young, looking at employment and living standards, and finishing off with how they persecuted minorities. This paper has three questions. There are questions involving sources, interpretations, and some knowledge questions too.
1: We've asked a few students from our GCSE groups, through, from years 9 through to 11, why they've picked history. Uh, so have a little listen to some of the suggestions that they've put forward.
0: Right, what I like about GCSE history is, uh, well, learning new things about history you never learn about your country. And going on trips. Trips are fun. Do you love a good trip? I like
1: history because we get to learn about the Nazis. I wish I had
0: taken history instead of geography.
1: I love history because of Brezhnev. You get to learn a lot about historical figures and what they were like, and it can really help you understand more about them as characters. History is interesting because you can learn about things that have happened in the past. History is really good because it can help you with lots of different jobs in the future, even though you're learning about the past. Um, It's really interesting to learn about history, and we do it in fun ways. I always find it really interesting to learn about what happened in the past and how things may have occurred that we may not have thought about, but on other, and also different perspectives through time. I really like Nazi Germany and Weimar Germany because it's more relevant to us today than maybe some of the topics, and also uh, these things... Relate to our
0: lives a bit more. So that's everything about the GCSE. Hopefully we've had some Year 8s listen in and maybe even some GCSE students remind themselves what they're doing. <laughs> um, if you have listened to the whole of this episode, there's a little bit of a reward. There's a sweet waiting for you in Room 12, but you have to use the buzzword.
1: And the buzzword is dinosaur.
0: Dinosaur. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> So, as ever, it's goodbye from her and
1: goodbye from him. <laughs> Bye. Bye.